Reporting from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations, this is the Cyber Risk Report. The Cyber Risk Report is a strategic intelligence product created by Cisco analysts that highlights current security issues in mid- to long-range perspectives. The report addresses seven major risk management categories, including vulnerability, physical, legal, trust, identity, human, and geopolitical. This report covers the time period of September 17th through September 23rd, 2012. Vulnerability activity remained at elevated levels consistent with previous periods. The majority of the activity for the period was related to the Microsoft Internet Explorer Exec Command method use after free arbitrary code execution vulnerability. After this was initially reported as a zero-day vulnerability related to IMG tag processing, Microsoft released Microsoft Security Advisory 2757760 with recommended workarounds, but no updated software. Microsoft later included the software update in the Cumulative Security Update for Internet Explorer Security Bulletin released on September 21st. The exec command method vulnerability is being actively exploited and is included in multiple attacks that install malicious code. The second highlight for the period was the release of Apple iOS 6, which included software updates for 197 vulnerabilities and a reported 200 new features. Another vulnerability activity... Security advisories and updated software released by XMLsoft and multiple additional vendors for libxml2 vulnerabilities, Red Hat for Java vulnerabilities, IBM for DB2, Oracle for multiple vulnerabilities and Mozilla for Solaris, and Quagga for multiple vulnerabilities in the software routing suite. Multiple security reports were released during the period, including an Imperva web application attack report, the European Union annual threat report, and IBM X-Force Mid-Year Threat and Risk Report. Cisco released an updated advisory, originally released in June of 2012, to add a Cisco Secure Desktop vulnerability. Also, Cisco will release the September 2012 Cisco iOS Software Security Advisory Bundled Publication on September 26, 2012. In upcoming security activity, the United States and European Union have designated October as National Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Additional information and resources are available at the U.S. Stay Safe Online website, uh, the U.S. Department of Homeland Security website, and the European Network and Information Security Agency website. IntelliShield published 156 events last week, 56 new events, and 100 updated events. These alerts are available via the IntelliShield Alert Manager service. Visit www.cisco.com slash go slash IntelliShield for more information. Moving on to the physical risk management category. On August 29, 2012, the U.S. Department of Energy released a special report on the security breach that took place at the U.S. National Nuclear Security Administration's Y-12 National Security Complex in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, on July 28th. In the early morning hours, three members of a faction of the Plowshares movement called Transform Now Plowshares, Sister Megan Rice, 82, Catholic nun of the Sisters of the Holy Child Jesus, Michael Wally, 63, a member of the Dorothy Day Catholic Worker House in Washington, D.C., and Greg Borch Obed, 57, a member of Veterans for Peace and a former U.S. Army officer from Fort Polk, Louisiana, they breached multiple perimeter security measures and accessed the area surrounding the highly enriched uranium materials facility at the Y-12 facility managed by the G4S-owned subsidiary WSI Oak Ridge. 
The activists were able to exploit multiple procedural and technical lapses to deface the exterior of the facility with blood and use a hammer to beat the exterior wall before locating a member of the security detail and surrendering. The Y-12 facility has been considered one of the most secure and important nuclear facilities in the United States. The facility is protected by security and depth methodologies that are noted in the U.S. Department of Energy's report as Quote, a well-trained and extensively equipped protective force, advanced technology, and a variety of physical fortifications. The protective measures uh, include multiple fences, sensors, cameras, and armed security personnel. Despite the extensive planning, expensive procurement, and complex implementation of these measures, the human component of the defense measures failed to properly maintain a security and risk-aware mindset resulting in a systemic failure of the overall security posture of the entire complex. Information security professionals may consider the implications and lessons learned from this event. At the end of the day, the most important component in a defense or protective system is the hardest to maintain, the human component. And next in the trust risk management category... The new Taipei government of Taiwan recently conducted a test of its employees by sending email messages with the subject, Justin Lee's sex videos, download it quick. The email was actually a controlled phishing test. A reported one in six employees clicked on the link in the email. Instead of showing a video, the link destination advised the employees to report to their boss in a security training course. Similar exercises have occurred across the business and education communities, usually with similar results. While these types of tests can demonstrate realistic threats and may provide an assessment of the employee's security awareness, organizations should also be aware that these tests can have some less desirable impacts. Depending on the culture of the company, uh, the location, and the employees, these tests um, they can result in hostility and a loss of trust in their organizations. Further, some employees have seen these tests as childish tricks that are insulting, whether they open the link or not. Managers and security teams should apply the same careful analysis in these types of employee tests as they do other penetration tests, considering all the potential results and ramifications. The strategy for many companies is to educate employees and have them actively participate in the security strategy, uh, which is recommended. In some cases, these tests can have the opposite effect of alienating the employees and creating hostility and distrust toward the company, management, and security teams. With National Cybersecurity Awareness Month coming in October, organizations are advised to consider carefully how to improve employees' security awareness. And this week in the identity risk management category. According to a blog post from a software developer, millions of users of Virgin Mobile are susceptible to having their accounts compromised due to the lack of strong authentication required by the provider. When using their telephone number as their username and only a six-digit numeric password, users may have their accounts accessed easily by attackers who use brute force pen guessing software. Although there is no shortage of media accounts uh, covering the loss of personally identifiable information, in many cases made possible by weak authentication schemes, our society continues to encounter these types of issues. With the increasing dependency on keeping electronic data secure, we need to exercise more diligence, both personally and at a corporate level. 
in developing and maintaining stronger authentication methods to ensure the necessary protection of confidential and proprietary data. These methods include, but are not limited to, such techniques as longer and more complex passwords, uh, those containing both alphanumeric and special characters, and two-factor authentication, something someone knows combined with something someone possesses. A Cisco security blog post on this topic is scheduled to be published on September 25th, 2012. And next in the human risk management category. A young girl in a small Dutch town intended to use Facebook to invite her friends to a 16th birthday party, but she inadvertently posted the invitation to public, causing it to be spread to thousands of people and further spread when a Twitter account was created for the event. Fortunately, the girl, family, and police realized the mistake and had time to prepare for the thousands that arrived in the small town for the party. Police made 20 arrests and six people were reported injured. The town was vandalized, shops looted, cars set on fire before 600 police and riot gear could break up the crowd. This was a relatively simple mistake that could be made by anyone, and once the invitation became viral across Facebook and Twitter, there was no stopping it. This isn't the first time this type of event has spun out of control through social media. Similar events have occurred in Germany and Australia. It's also similar to the public panics created in India, Mexico, and Syria when social media and SMS messages became widely distributed. Similar events could occur at any business, university, or home when an event is posted on Facebook or Twitter, and for whatever reason, thousands seize upon the event to create havoc. Fortunately, the girl who posted the initial invitation was monitoring the activity and realized what was occurring. All organizations and individuals that use social media for events, announcements, or marketing should realize this potential risk and closely monitor their accounts and postings. And in the geopolitical risk management category, According to the head of Iran's Atomic Energy Organization, a detonation of explosives cut electricity to its underground enrichment facility at Fordar last month. The Iranian official accused the International Atomic Energy Agency of sabotage, noting that a similar explosion had also affected another uranium enrichment facility. The explosions followed the Stuxnet flame and Gauss malware attacks and the assassinations of Iranian nuclear scientists over the past several years, incidents that have repeatedly set back Iran's nuclear program. The report of the explosions come at a time when differences between Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu and U.S. President Obama have never been more stark, and with recent statements by Netanyahu appearing to raise the likelihood of a preemptive strike by Israel against Iranian nuclear facilities. The string of incidents crippling Iran's nuclear program appears to be part of an effort undertaken by Israel and the United States, most analysts agree, to set back Tehran's suspected attempts to attain a nuclear bomb through covert action and sabotage. Strategists in Israel and Washington, D.C. may have assessed the difficulty of conducting a conventional military attack against Iran's facilities, some of which are buried deep underground, and concluded that sabotage and cyber attacks were preferable. Fewer lives are lost, uh, attribution is difficult, and international reaction is muted. Iran's nuclear program isn't permanently destroyed, but time can be bought for sanctions and diplomacy to work. For information security specialists, from a tactical perspective, the risk of collateral damage, as was reported in the wake of the Stuxnet and Gauss malware attacks, is worth considering. 
from a broader strategic perspective, regardless of whether Israel and the United States have, in fact, made the decision to pursue cyber, uh, cyber attacks in lieu of traditional military campaign, uh, the reality of cyber war appears increasingly to be a fait accompli. And also this week, the U.S. Federal Bureau of Investigations, Financial Services Information Sharing and Analysis Center, and the Internet Crime Complaint Center issued a joint warning to banks and financial institutions, and the FSISAC raised the threat level from elevated to high over recent distributed denial of service attacks, zero-day exploits, and criminal activity targeting bank employees. The denial of service attacks have impacted traffic at Bank of America and J.P. Morgan Chase websites, while recent FBI investigations have identified fraud schemes to compromise employees' credentials that could be used in fraudulent fund transfers and the compromise of sensitive information. U.S. financial institutions have been under increasing uh, levels of attack in recent years, which calls into question the raising of the alert level at this point, although the level is likely to be accurate. The recent denial of service tax fraud and phishing attempts and zero-day exploits have created an increased level of risk for many businesses. And similar to the ongoing debates over the physical protests across the Middle East and North Africa against United States locations, there's a question whether these recent attacks are in response to the anti-Islam uh, video posting or uh, part of a large, larger state-sponsored attack that's being credited to Iran, which Iran has denied. Regardless of the intelligence and criminal investigations, these attacks are testing the security measures of the financial institutions and their employees. Fortunately, these institutions and employees have long demonstrated a high level of information security and awareness. To date, the attacks have had little impact on banks and financial institutions, which may prompt the attackers to turn their attention to other businesses. All businesses are advised to be aware of the increased level of activity and be prepared to respond. This concludes the Cyber Risk Report for this week. To read the full report, visit www.cisco.com go SIO and select the Cyber Risk Reports link. Tune in for next week's report from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations. Thanks for listening and stay safe.